Next on BYU Sports Nation, the second scrimmage for BYU football marks the midway point of training camp, and the defense dominated. Time to overreact. You know his brother McKay, but we go two-on-one with the guy who has every intention of being a top for performer for the BYU defense, safety and return man Tanner Jacobson. Plus, Taysom Hill throws an NFL touchdown and Lambeau leaps. Don't forget New England Patriots beat reporter Doug Kite on Harvey Longy and Kyle Van Noy's status. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. you got to get your groove on before you go get paid. Words to live by. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy August 11th. Uh, you made it to Friday. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Kraft Dinner Chef, Jerem Jordan. Well, I'm not Canadian, so... Nah. You can still be a craft dinner chef and not be Canadian. Nah. Okay, very well. I don't cook a ton, although I do like to barbecue. You'll take the ruffling feathers introduction, but but not the craft dinner You're chef. You're ruffling my feathers when I think about making a bunch of food. I'm like, whoa, now I'm stressed. <laughs> although last night, Chef John, our guy Chef John at the wall on campus, he was fantastic. We were fortunate to be invited to attend a dinner recognizing something I don't think that a lot of people know that BYU has, which is a center for cancer research. The Simmons Center for Cancer Research had a dinner last night. We were, we were uh, able to be a part of that, recognizing some of the fantastic achievements that they've done. It was cool to be a part of that. Dave Rose was there with his wife, Cheryl, of course, his uh, son Garrett and his wife, Brooke. And uh, we, we were able to meet a lot of cool people there, including Melanie Day, Former BYU women's basketball yeah. player. Whose, whose uh, story uh, has been featured here locally and on BYU TV where she uh, has stage four terminal breast cancer. She's told she has two to five years to live. She uh, went to the Duke-North Carolina game on the dime of BYU men and women's basketball a few months ago, which was really cool. Hosted they by made Coach Krzyzewski. Yes. And, oh, it was unbelievable. So she said that when she was going through some treatment, she watched the show a lot. Which was really cool to us because her story is really inspiring, right? She's out here doing things. She's out here making things happen knowing she has somewhere from two to five years to live. So it was great to meet Melanie today. Great to be involved with the Simmons Center for Cancer Research. The Rex Lee run, the money that they raise there goes to this center. Yeah. That's cool. That is the reason they host the Rex Lee run to raise money so that students can go and research and – write papers and discover things like and they've been doing it for 20 years 19 fellowships i think handed out this last year which is super cool so they handed out three the first year now they're raising a ton of money so let's keep it going there's info online if you're interested in learning yeah fantastic stuff it's time to bring on the headlines it's your byu sports nation headlines BYU football held scrimmage number two of training camp at lavelle edwards stadium yesterday head coach kalani satake said he was impressed with the way the defense responded after being very publicly criticized following last Saturday's scrimmage. I think they felt like we called them out a little bit, and, um, and they responded. And that's how, you know, since the last scrimmage, since we last played, they, they've been on one. They've been on one. Hey, listen. They when, heard the message. I think BYU has a top 25 defense, so when when they get, you know, told that they lost the scrimmage, the previous one, they come back yesterday, 
And on a kind of windy day uh, at the end there, they come back and they win the scrimmage. We were at the scrimmage. We were impressed by what the defense uh, put together. More on that coming up in what's trending. Yeah, they didn't just win the scrimmage. They dominated. Uh, they dominated. They dominated. Despite a few the offensive scrimmage. highlights that we showed right, at, right there a second here. Athlon Sports ranked the top linebacker units in college football. BYU came in at number 14. Wisconsin, number 7. LSU, number 12. Obviously, the BYU defense led by those linebackers. And uh, will they be top 15 when the season's over? That's, that's an even better one. Wisconsin at seven, but does that factor in Jack Cicci's injury? Probably not, Doubt right? It. Yeah. yeah, that happened yesterday. He's one of the top linebackers in the country, done for the year. So how does that affect Wisconsin? How about some notable performers last night in the NFL preseason? <laughs> Repping the Y. Packers running back Jamal Williams had four carries for 14 yards and limited reps. Quarterback Taysom Hill also had 14 yards rushing, but... More importantly, went four for five, throwing the ball 69 yards, threw a 46-yard bomb, and threw a back shoulder beauty touchdown late in the game, and then Lambo leaped, man. Hey, got to get that in there, JIC, you know? Got to get that in there. Like you said, it was a veteran move. It was a vet move. Just get that done. You don't need to do it late. See what happens, you know? Ravens defensive lineman Bronson Kafusi had a sack in the game. Nicely done. Also, Patriots linebacker Harvey Lange got a start. He had four tackles. What's Harvey Longy's status with Bill Belichick? We're going to ask Doug Kide, well, the good right now. NESN well. Patriots beat reporter, yeah. about where yeah, he thanks. stands on that roster. Also get the update on Kyle Van Noy coming up uh, in just a little bit. Yeah, he had four tackles. Oh, my goodness. Well, Stop it. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs take on the 49ers tonight at 9 Eastern. Algie Brown and the New York Jets, his new team, face the Titans tomorrow night. Don't forget about Michael Davis and the L.A. Chargers. That just sounds wrong. They play Sunday against Jerem Seahawks, while Ziggy Ansah and the Lions take on the Colts that day as well. And last but not least, the eighth-ranked women's soccer team plays at Oklahoma, where the wind comes rolling down the plains at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio tonight in an exhibition match. The WCC coaches' preseason poll came out yesterday as well. BYU's pick to come in second by one point. Same amount of first-place votes as, what, Santa Clara, I think? Yes. But one 76 points to 75, so whatever. BYU's got a uh, little chip on their shoulder. They've won the league, what, four or five years Five years in a row. Basically split down the middle, like you said, with the vote. But Santa Clara went to the Elite Eight last year in the NCAA tournament. Good for them, says Christian Bale. And And that factors in. And Taylor Eisenman, Nadia Gomes, were selected to the all-WCC preseason team. Well done, ladies. Good luck. Rise and shout. Time for what's trending. Brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Second scrimmage storylines and NFL preseason stars. Perfect for an overreaction Friday, is it not? It lines up beautifully. We'll get back to Cougars in the NFL in just a moment and begin with BYU football in scrimmage number two of 2017 training camp. Keep in mind the Cougars play an actual game, Jerem, two weeks from tomorrow. Countdown to the Vikings. 15 days. BYU football's Keezy today. Two weeks from tomorrow. That is bonkers. <laughs> that is bonkers. There will be a game two weeks from tomorrow. It's go time, obviously, for BYU football as they inch closer to releasing the first official depth chart of 2017. Much has been said, speculated, analyzed, overanalyzed, then reanalyzed. In regard to BYU football and year two under head coach Kalani Satake. So let's do some more, Jerem. What's your over, overreaction 
to all BYU football-related news from yesterday. Mm. There's a lot that happened. It can be the scrimmage, exactly. yeah, it can be yeah. NFL guys. It's the hashtag BYUSN, at BRoyalBlueCoog. Overreact? BYU fans don't overreact. It's it's fact that Taysom will throw the game-winning touchdown to Jamal in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl 52, watch out. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I, I'm so done with the Roman numerals. I'm like, what is it? Super Bowl L-I-I. Why can't we say 52? What? <laughs> like, the Romans are gone, right? <laughs> like, what? what? They're not gone. They just live in a different part of the world. Well, they, they don't Italians. They don't dominate the world anymore. It changed. They're not, there's no city-state <laughs> governments. They have a national government. It's changed. Oh, like I said. More on that coming up in the fourth segment. We'll Overreaction Friday. We'll break down... Roman government and letters <laughs> coming up. Let's let's go back to the scrimmage now. What happened? What did we see? And why? And what does it mean? Yeah, why are we overreacting about what happened at scrimmage number two? Well, let's listen to the quarterback Tanner Mangum after the defense dominated scrimmage two. It was good for our defense to come out and, and, and have a good day. I mean, I mean there's some, some guys on that, on, that, on that side of the ball that – are, um, you know, in my opinion, some of the best players in the country. And so, you know, they're going to come out and, and make plays. Not the offense's best practice, Jerem. <gasps> oh, what no. does this mean for the BYU offense? They were beaten by the BYU defense yesterday in scrimmage. I think the BYU defense is top 25 quality. And you're going to have an off day occasionally. And sometimes it's going to be windy when you record a soundbite. Like, whatever. Things aren't Th- this always This is ideal. overreaction Friday, Jerem. Oh, this is not time for logic. The offense stinks and the defense is good. Tanner Man- <laughs> It's going to be okay. Yeah, I was impressed by the BYU defense. Um, and that's a good battle. I think the ones on offense doing a nice job. I think the defense is really good. It's fun to see them compete. The defense won the day. I'm telling you, if the defense lost every day against the ones on offense, that's not good. You want some give and take there. At BYU, generally, and this wasn't an open scrimmage, but when it is open and the fans are there, if the offense doesn't succeed, people are like, what's going oh, on? Oh, no. I'm really worried. This, isn't, this is an offensive school. It really is. College football, in large part, is based on excitement. Offenses. Well, entertainment. And, entertainment value, yeah, right? Like Floyd Mayweather. Criticized for not being that fun to watch but as a boxer. But think about who wins right? championships. He's a defensive boxer. Think about who wins championships. Good defense and running the ball. <laughs> Hello, Alabama. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, like, overtime consistently. Obviously, there's some uh, outliers, like, I don't know, Brigham Young University in 1984. Like you said, it's one scrimmage. Yes, it will stick in the craw of the BYU offense, and we'll see how that side of the ball responds. But Tanner Mangum, not to be surprised – is taking it in stride. Fall camps are grind. You know, it's you know you're practicing every day. You know, you're going six days a week. Um, so, you know, like I said before, you can't expect perfection every practice. And so, you know, it's it's going to happen every now and then. You're, you're going to have an off day. Okay. Yeah. Logic from the quarterback. We've, we've yet to have one on the show, but we're told that eventually it will happen. An off day. Yeah, an off day. <laughs> Watch what happens today. Now. <laughs> The verbal jinx has just happened. Oh, we've had 500 off days. <laughs> okay. Overreaction Friday for BYU football on all accounts, whether it be what you thought about the scrimmage and saw coming out of the Twitter machine. Tell us what you think using the hashtag BYUSN. Then there's the NFL. Yeah, don't we, bury the lead here. We touched on this in the headlines. Taysom Hill 
comes in, seals the game in the fourth quarter with a critical touchdown pass because back winning shoulder. It, because winning an exhibition is really important. Hey, they're competing for jobs. And I will, like, in Not all wins, sense, jobs. they are competing for jobs. So they yeah, want to perform yeah, at a high level. Yeah. It was really cool to see him succeed with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' celebration after that play developed and ended up in a touchdown. That was fun. Fantastic. Really fun. Fantastic. And there were other things that happened, too. Taysom Hill fumbled on, like, the first snap, but the Packers recovered. He threw a 46-yard pass. He also threw a tremendous back shoulder touchdown, like you mentioned. Had a, Scrambled for had 11 a 12, yards, 12-yard yeah, run to get a first that's, down. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm really happy for Taysom Hill. The reaction was a little much for me on Twitter, though. I was like, sorry, was he competing against the Eagles starters again? Did he make the team? Those are things that he's trying to still do, and that's when I'll get probably more. Like, I'll be more excited if Taysom Hill makes the team than the reaction was for that touchdown. Hey, settle down, Floyd Mayweather, okay? It's a nice start. It really is. And I'm – I mean, Taysom Hill's been through a lot. To see him – That's why people overreacted. I know, but there were some people that were like, oh, you doubters and haters. I'm like, sorry, he needs to make the team for you to, like, have that ammo later, right? I'm like, trust me, I want Taysom Hill to make the Packers. He came in as the fourth-string guy. In this game. You yeah. want him did to he, be the third up, string. Did he move up the depth chart last night, Jerem? We'll find I, out in the next I game. he's moving up, especially but. when you consider our stat of the day. Yeah. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You got the goggles on. You should read this one. <laughs> Taysom Hill had a perfect 158.3 quarterback rating in last night's Green Bay Packers preseason oh! victory. Five passes. It's happening. Listen, I'm not trying to be Taysom Hill downer. I'm very excited for him that that happened. I think that was a tremendous start. It was a tremendous start. He's got to beat out Joe Callahan to make the team. That's what I want more than anything. Well, he's off to a good start, right? Like last year when Kyle Collins was signed a contract with the Mavs, you were like screaming at me about like, oh, the hater. I'm like, he's got still got to make the team. Like that's what I want with Taysom Hill. I want him to make the team and have a chance at some point. But guess what? Aaron Rodgers, there. like making the team will be the big deal, right? Of course it is. They're working to secure a job. And who knows? They might put him on the practice squad, too. We'll see. If he he makes the practice squad, success. Yeah. If he doesn't make the team, but he makes it somewhere else, like, I just want to make him – Make it in the NFL. You want to make a splash. In fact, Aaron Rodgers is kind of there for a while. All teams are watching. Maybe another team's better. I don't know. Make a splash. Tell us your overreaction to all BYU football-related news from yesterday. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up. Big deal, no deal, but first, a two-on-one interview from fall camp with emerging safety and return man Tanner Jacobson. Isn't his brother McKay? What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. Happy Friday. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You know how to join the conversation. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN if you dare engage with us and our crew. Okay, next week we have the BYUSN re-air and after for the review. The week after that, starting August 22nd, 6 Eastern, BYU Sports Nation's rebroadcast. It's even better the second time. Uh, after further review at 7 Eastern, and then we announced this yesterday, BYU football with Kalani Satake will be 
on BYU TV as well as BYU Radio. It's going to be great at 8 Eastern time. So it's Super Tuesday starting August 22nd. What is your overreaction to all BYU football-related news from yesterday? The scrimmage, offense being dominated by the defense, NFL preseason action, Taysom Hill throwing touchdowns to secure games, Bronson Kafusi coming up with the sack, Harvey Longy four tackles. What do you got for us? At Freedom Guy tweets in, BYU has a top five defense. Hashtag BYUS. That's a great overreaction. I think they're top 25 quality. Do you if have it, an official overreaction from yesterday? Yeah. You're not Taysom, one. Taysom Hill is going to be the backup for the Packers. That's my <laughs> overreaction. Like, I want him to make the team so bad. That'd be great. Right now, barring injury, it's Aaron Rodgers, Brett Hundley, and then there is a battle for Joe, third, third string, Joe Callahan versus Taysom Hill. Callahan was there for the last year, so he's got the upper hand. But he doesn't he have Taysom in, Hill's athleticism. He can't. He came in before that doesn't athleticism in the at the quarterback position doesn't matter as much in the NFL. It just doesn't. Well, it fact, it factors into it somewhat, right? Not really. Most I disagree. The, most of the good ones like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, like sheer athleticism, like Russell Wilson is the dart around guy, Cam Newton. Doesn't that make a difference? Yeah, yes, but some say Taysom Hill has that in his arsenal. Callahan does not. The majority of the that didn't help him get to third string yet. The majority of the quarterbacks in the NFL. I didn't say it helped him get there. I just said it factors in. It hasn't be a factor. It hasn't factored in yet. Okay, so why is he not ahead of Callahan then? How do we know what he is? We don't know. Callahan came in before Hill, therefore Hill's behind him on the depth chart currently. Do you have you talked to the coaches? Do you know that? Why would they play? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Why would you play the fourth string? Why would you play the third string after the fourth string? That's not how it works. They played Hundley. They played Callahan. They played Hill at the end. Okay. Hill just, can climb his way up. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm saying currently. It, as and his athleticism can help him do that is my point. Can it? Yes. Has it? Yes. yes. No. I didn't say it has. I just said it can. It will factor into it. It's, it's technicalities, man. <laughs> You know what's a technicality? 53 <laughs> men on the roster. That's a technicality as well. <laughs> We're off and rolling, aren't we? Hashtag BYUSN. BYU football all-access coverage continues from BYU's fall camp with a guy who is emerging not only as a safety, but according to Ed Lamb, he's going to be the guy that takes the majority of punt returns on the field. Tanner Jacobson, yes, a BYU family, McKay Jacobs' little brother. I imagine that'll get brought up during this interview. Enjoy. Tanner, from a depth perspective, we probably hear more about the safeties being the deepest position group of any group on this BYU football team. How do you see that? Um, I think we're deep in a lot of positions. I mean, you can... You can go from one-on-ones, from outside receiver to inside to tight end to outside receiver again. And somebody who doesn't know the depth chart might have a hard time really knowing who are the guys because I feel like we're deep in every position. Let's talk about your story in getting here. So you played at Texas Tech. Walk us through kind of the evolution of how you got here. Um, So I grew up being a BYU Cougar watching uh, both my parents went to BYU. My mom was a cheerleader for the national championship team. Wow. Uh, McKay came here, and during that same time, my sister, Danielle, was also a cheerleader. So um, 
I guess. So you thought about doing cheer? Uh, no, 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 no. But uh, I was definitely true blue through and through growing up. Um, but my parents and family was always supportive, um, telling me, you know, to go where, wherever I wanted. And so I took some time. Uh, I prayed about it, and I thought at that time that Texas Tech was the best fit for me with the new coaching staff and um, an opportunity for early early playing time and also growing up in Texas around the Big 12 and the opportunity to play a lot of my friends and former teammates that was something really uh, enticing and attractive to me. At what point did BYU start to come back into the picture for you? Um, it's actually a funny story because the plan when I went on my mission was always to go back to Tech. I never really put a lot to thought of thought into transferring and other things like that. But then towards the end of my mission, my mission president told me, you know, to start thinking about some plans when I went home. Um, some other people outside of my family who didn't have really strong ties to BYU started, you know, asking me questions about where I was going to head back, you know. Um, and so I started to think about it a little bit, you know, kind of did the process all over again, um, thought through my head, thought about it, prayed about it. And then the coaching staff changed and it was kind of just the perfect storm. And I felt like at that time, coming home from my mission again, that this was the right place for me. You washed up on the BYU beach then after that perfect storm. Uh, I did. I did. That's, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> Where'd you go on your mission? I served in Cochabamba, Bolivia. Bolivia. So you're sitting there in Bolivia, and you have to process all of this. When did it come to you that you're like, yeah, I want to go to BYU? And then, and then what was the communication like in terms of like, yeah, yeah, we wanted to come here? Um... Well, I, like I said, I thought about it, prayed about it, and I really had the two options to go back to Texas Tech or BYU. Um, so I started talking to my family a little bit through email, um, and then I reached out to the coaching staff to see if there would be a spot for me, and they said they, they would love to have me. So that's when I kind of started making the decision. I wrote, my, I wrote Coach Kingsbury at Tech telling him that I wasn't going to be attending there. And then he sent me an email back, and he was really gracious about it. So um, I don't know. I don't really remember, to be honest. Well, now you're here, and you're playing safety. Uh, you're seeing a lot of field time during camp as one of Ed Lamb's guys. I would imagine because your brother was a receiver and a pretty good one, he helps you a little bit know what the receivers are trying to do. I mean, how does, how does that dynamic work? Um, it's, it, it's really great. Uh, growing up with McKay playing receiver because I played both offense and defense in high school as well. And so I always knew what I was trying to do to the defensive back who was guarding me or the linebacker or, or whoever I was matched up with. So there's just some things that I always look for with the receivers. You know, I'm looking for their hands are going to stop, their pad level, um, if they're coming hard at me so I can kind of adjust my speed. So to answer your question more than anything, just what McKay would try to do against me to get me shook, that's what I'm trying to take away mm. from the receiver. Uh, is he still in Salt Lake area? Does um, he live no. around here? He lives in Texas. Oh, he's back in Texas. Okay. But there are a lot of Texas uh, high school guys on this team. Tijon Karoma and Micah Simon. And guy. Is there a conversation about kind of repping Texas high school football the next level here at all? Yeah, with Trey Dye, uh, Akilah Davis. Absolutely. So I actually played against Tijon in high school, and I played against Akilah also mm. in high school. 
Um, unfortunately, I only lost four games in high school, and I lost to Achilles' team, and I lost to John's team. <laughs> so, uh, South Lake Carroll life, dude. I know. So it, it's kind of a struggle, you know, when I try to throw out South, South Lake Carroll because, uh, you know, I got T. John throwing out Allen Eagles, you know, um, four, four, four Pete or three Pete, whatever they would. And then uh, Achilles actually ended my season, my senior year. So uh, In the state playoffs? In the state playoffs, in the semifinals. So uh, it doesn't come up too much. Because I only lost two ga- two games my senior year to T. John and Akilah. <laughs> so, uh, so you were undefeated the first three years? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, you I had was, lost I twice. Was, I was undefeated my, uh, my my junior year, and then I had lost two games as a s- starter, as a sophomore. Oh, my goodness. So um, I wow. don't bring up, you know. So, wi- sorry. And, wi- and sorry. wisely so. <laughs> yeah. Wisely so with T. John. Okay. How strong and big was T. John in high school compared to now? Um, about the size of my legs are now, that's how big his arms were in high school. So um, he was definitely, definitely swole, as we like to put it. <laughs> He's always been strong. He has always been strong, and his arms have always looked like legs and big legs. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it how it is. That's how it is, man. <laughs> We're Tanner Jacobson, one of the safeties for this BYU football team. What kind of a role do you anticipate you will play in terms of snaps and, and plays on the field this year? Um, I've just always approached since the first day I've got here. I've always approached everything like I've been the, I've been the starter, whether I'm actually the starter or if I get five plays or if I get 15 plays or if I get 50 plays or if I get 100 plays. Um, I always come out every practice and every um, game like I'm the starter. So whenever my name is called, I'll be ready. As long as you don't talk trash to, to T. John, I, th- I think or you're good. Aquila, yeah. I, I think you're good. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I usually do it as you know Texas versus the other states <laughs> because yeah. if I say Texas or South Lake Carroll versus the other teams, they they you they know come out, yeah. you know yeah. proof and foot. So team Texas, yeah, great team stuff. Texas. Tex- Texas forever. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner, thanks for the time, man. Hey, thank you all very much. The Jacobson family tradition at BYU continues with a guy who plans on factoring into that regular rotation of the BYU defense this year. That's a great story that he played against Karoma and Akile Davis in high school, and Davis's team beat his. South Lake Carroll won a national title when McKay Jacobson was there. Of course, you remember him from about a decade ago. It's an athletic family, man. He lost four games his entire high school career, and two of those happened to be against current BYU teammates. That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, the high school the Jacobsons went to, South Lake Carroll. Power, man. Power. What is your overreaction to all BYU football-related news from yesterday? At Brute DR tweets in, Ah, Taysom is going to back up Aaron Rodgers, and Jamal is going to be the starter. New Packers fan for life. Hashtag Go Pack Go. Jamal being the starter. has got an actual shot at starting. I'm not sure that is an overreaction. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, it depends on Ty Montgomery, who fumbled last night, so overreaction would be, oh, he fumbled, Jamal's going to be the starter. At our greenhouse, Jamal will start game one. Again, that might happen. Who knows? That's a somewhat likely scenario. We'll see. Taysom will make the roster. Okay, now we're getting a little bit more bold. Yeah. Kai Nakua, Bronson, Kafusi, Harvey Longy, and Kai Vanoi will all start week one. Bronson, Kafusi is probably going to begin as a backup. Kind of cool. You want to make the team starting is pushing it a little bit. That like making the fifty-three man roster is a good thing. There are not a ton of dudes in the NFL, man. Fifty-three? Are you serious? They basically run a two deep on both sides of the ball and have a couple special teamers. Yeah, probably not all start week one, but all four of those listed: Kai Bronson, Harvey, Kyle Van Noy. 
will probably start at some point this season. Starting doesn't matter in football as much as it matters in other sports. Because it's just a first play. What formation were you in, defensively or offensively? Like, starting doesn't matter that much. And don't leave out from our green, huh? The BYU defense will stop LSU. Not sure what that means. They will stop them. I'll take limit. Serious, guys? (laughs) Coming up. Let's find out more about those BYU Cougars repping for the New England Patriots. Beat writer Doug Kite on the latest with Harvey Longy and Kyle Van Noy. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. I have a weird craving for grilled pineapple. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you like. Women's soccer is going to play a game today against somebody else for the first time. Oklahoma, it's an exhibition, but you can listen to it at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. Your boy Greg Rubel and Paige Barker on the call live from Norman where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. Ooh, nice. I think played. I said rolling earlier. Thanks for the correction from somebody. My bad. R- wrong words on a famous musical by the same name as the state. Pre-game coverage with Paige. I'm trying to think of Barker. Her. Barker. Price is wrong. Yeah. Yep. Not, not Paige Hunt. Yep. Price, think. The Paige price is wrong, Hunt. Paige. Barker, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Greg Rubel starts at 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Mountain Time, again on BYU Radio and the app. The good part about this game is, hey, top 20 opponent. Good yeah, experience for great, BYU. It's a great exhibition. Bad part yeah. is, if BYU wins, it doesn't help the resume. <laughs> hey, just go yeah, just go and win. Taste the mail. Throw a touchdown pass. Yeah, awesome. Refreshing going, today's baby. BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium yesterday. Head coach Kalani Satake impressed with the way the defense responded to being criticized by coaches following last Saturday's scrimmage. I think they felt like we called them out a little bit, and, um, and they responded. And I thought, you know, since the last scrimmage, since we last played, they've been on one. So does the offense now take over that role as being on one and – dominating the next scrimmage we'll see criticize such a strong word what if they were like hey the offense won the day and they're like what you know they're like what you're gonna take what motivation you want to take out of whatever like you hear what you want to hear you know athlon sports ranked the top linebacker units in college football BYU came in at number 14 wisconsin came in at number seven lsu at number 12 this byu linebacker unit some people saying they could be the best ever i think they could slide into that top five at some point they're Mm. pretty good Notable performers last night in the National Football League preseason include former Cougars running back Jamal Williams for the Packers, four carries, 14 yards, and his teammate in Green Bay, quarterback Taysom Hill, throwing the ball four for five, 69 yards, and a touchdown late in the game. Ravens defensive lineman Bronson Kafusi had his first sack in the preseason, and Patriots linebacker Harvey Longy had four tackles in a start more, for New England. More on Longy and uh, Kyle Van Noy. Coming up, Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs take on the Niners tonight, 9 Eastern. Algie Brown and the Jets face the Titans tomorrow night. Michael Davis and the Chargers play Sunday against my Seahawks, while Ziggy Ansah and the Lions play the Colts that day as well. The West Coast Conference women's soccer preseason poll is out, according to the coaches. BYU picked to finish second by all of one point, basically split down the middle with Santa Clara. Taylor Isom and Nadia Gomes, were selected to the All-West Coast Conference preseason team. Thank you for pronouncing her last name with the native pronunciation from Portugal. You're welcome. Slash Rio. On BYU broadcasts, I'll probably just call her Nadia Gomes. I, yeah, I like having fun with that. <laughs> it's time that we play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. Big Deal. 
No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. All right, game face is on, number one. All right, the defense winning the practice yesterday. Big deal or no deal? What are you going with, Jerem? I say no deal. It's just one practice. The fact that they came back strong, I like, you know, but I already know the defense is good. I don't need them to – I don't need someone to tell me that they won. I saw what I saw, and it's one practice out of 20-something in fall, whatever. No deal. Yeah, no deal. It's no deal. Like, if the offense wasn't doing anything all camp long – against the defense, then it would be a deal. But it's not. And that's not an option in this game. The offense won scrimmage one. The defense won scrimmage two. Everything is going to be okay. No deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU football projected by a second national rider to play in the Independence Bowl this year. Merry Christmas, Shreveport. Yeah, have you ever been to Shreveport? Not yet. No deal. They ain't got no idea what they're talking about. They don't know. We know more than those guys, and we don't know. <laughs> bowl no game, deal. Bowl game free agent. Second national rider, though, Jerem. Oh, the Independence Bowl. Uh, I don't know who's going to play in that one, so I'll put BYU in there. Yeah, they, they don't know. It's no deal. We don't know, and you we're here know, and talking to You want to know the coaches? real reason I think that they put BYU in the Independence Bowl? They're independent. Because BYU is independent. And Come on! The, the SEC, I think, has eight or nine bowl contract obligations. One of those teams that they're hoping get into a bowl game are not going to be bowl eligible, and that's where BYU comes into Vanderbilt. play. Vanderbilt. That's where BYU comes into play. So whatever could, bowl game it is, great. BYU could put one out of a bowl game, maybe. We'll see. I'll tell you what. The exact chance that BYU has of playing in the Independence Bowl is about 1 in 40. Fair, fair <laughs> enough? Okay. If BYU plays in the Independence Bowl, <laughs> I'll eat crow. Okay? Not literally, but metaphorically. Okay? Well, 1 in 40. Whatever. Mark it down. <laughs> yeah. And w- we hope to be at the bowl game, and I've never been to Shreveport. So. If BYU yeah. plays in the Independence Bowl, will you eat crawfish? Ooh, I, I will absolutely eat crawfish. Yeah, will yeah. You eat- yeah. Will, will you that- eat the head? No. Come on. In the head of any. I say it's good. Get in the spirit of Shreveport. Try animal. No. Hey, when in Shreveport. <laughs> said nobody. <laughs> Number three. Big deal, no deal. Taysom Hill throwing a TD in his first NFL preseason game and doing the Lambeau Leap. Big deal. Woo! No, honestly, that was cool. That was great. First NFL experience, sort of. Gets into a game, throws a touchdown pass, Lambo leap, Aaron Rodgers going crazy on the sideline too. That was cool to see. Taysom Hill's been through a lot. I love it. Is he going to make the team because of that one throw? Not necessarily. There are a few more practices and games. But I think it's a big deal that in his first game he throws a nice pass for a TD. Yeah, it is a big deal to get off to a good start. Like limited reps, you have to make the most of those repetitions. Four for five. QB rating of 158.3 is perfect. Why? In what world is 158.3 perfect? I don't know. Anyway. That's an outdated. That, like, QB rating equal to RPI in your book, right? I'm such a huge fan. (laughs) (laughs) Like you are of UCLA and Notre Dame. Oh, man. The Bruins and the Irish are going to be awesome this year. They were so good last year. They'll be awesome. (laughs) If awesome is 6-6 and and mediocre, then they are on par to be awesome. Maybe they'll play in the Independence Bowl, Spencer. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness. It's a big deal for Taysom Hill to do that. When when you get limited reps and you do that, like that is a big deal. He just needs to take that and, and use it as momentum. Keep you going. Know? Yeah, keep, yeah going. keep going. Keep going. Number four. I think Jerem has a strong co-host rating of about 143.4. Ooh. I don't even know what that means. Pretty good, man. Almost a perfect co-host rating. What? Let's not talk about it. Big deal, no deal. Athlon Sports ranks BYU's linebacking core 14th in the nation. Uh, I think it's a big deal going into the season, not necessarily the ranking. We know that this linebacking core is good. Uh, you got some, you got some ballers in that group. You got an NFL draft pick in that group in Fred Warner. I, you got Butch Pauk who could rack up 120 tackles this year if he's healthy and plays in every game. I, I think it's a big deal that BYU has uh, that they're ranked 14th. I'll, I'll go yes. You want a top 15 position group everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. That's great. I'll say no deal. It's a preseason ranking about the linebackers. Aren't you the guy that's like show me on the field? Show me on the field. They did last year. Show me on the field. They did last year. They it's the same three guys. They have earned this. Yeah, I don't know. No deal. Preseason. They showed me on the field. They're good. Really good. And I think they will show us on the field, but up next, Patriots beat reporter on Harvey Longy and Kyle Van Noy. Big deal, no deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B in Provo, Utah. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern sharp. And starting Tuesday, August 22nd at 8 Eastern, BYU football with Kalani Satake live on BYU TV as well as BYU radio. We're going to have a ton of fun with uh, the coach, a player, and your questions from an in-studio audience, as well as on Twitter, hashtag Satake Show. That's coming up August 22nd, hosted by Gregor Bell. What is your overreaction to all BYU football-related news from yesterday? NFL preseason action, Taysom Hill, the Lambeau leap, the touchdown, back shoulder, Harvey Longy, four tackles, starting for the New England Patriots. Bronson Kafusi gets his first sack as a member of the Baltimore Ravens. It was so fantastic! What's your overreaction? At Greg Rosenhan tweets in, Taysom Hill takes the starting spot whoa, whoa. and becomes the winningest Green Bay Packer quarterback ever. That's saying a lot with uh, Star, <laughs> Favre, and Rodgers. But, so that's, that's the winner for the most overreacted. So I'm not far, done yet. Eight. I'm not done yet. Oh, geez. It continues. Hall of Fame inductee and never injured again in his life. I don't know which one of those is the least plausible and most. We don't, ha- we don't have time to discuss. <laughs> Well, that, that, was tweet. Reaction, right? that was a fantastic reaction, right? It was a fantastic tweet. That was super overreaction. Yeah. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the beat reporter for NESN and covering the New England Patriots, Doug Kai. Doug, nice to have you on BYU Sports Nation. Great to be on, guys. Harvey Longy, four tackles last night, gets a start in a preseason game. How certain is his spot on that always fluctuating 53-man roster for the Patriots? That's a good question. I put it, you know, somewhere around the the 75 to 80 percent range right now, just because he is receiving first team reps in practice. That could be because their starting linebacker Dante Hightower currently is on the physically unable to prepare uh, to perform list. But just the fact that he is getting those first team reps 
is a very good sign for an undrafted free agent like Harvey Longy. And he's certainly impressed in practice, especially with his pass rush, which I wasn't really expecting him to flash as a pass rusher just after watching him a lot at BYU. It seemed like he was maybe more of a, a linebacker, specialized a little bit in coverage in the run game, but he's really been beating up on offensive linemen in practice. So it's looking good for him right now. Half the league's undrafted, so it's not super uncommon to have an undrafted guy you know, do this per se, but how would you assess his performance last night in the first exhibition for the Patriots? I thought he played well, especially in the run game. I was expecting a little bit more out of him as a pass rusher, but there weren't a ton of opportunities there. The Jaguars really didn't throw the ball that much in the first half, which is primarily when he was playing in that game, but I thought that he played smart in the run game, and you know, he, he was able to generate a little bit of pressure out there on the edge, but it really seems like they are still kind of experimenting with him as well. Patriots love those players who can play linebacker and can, can play on the edge. We've had those type of guys and, and Rob Minkovich and Mike Rabel and Roosevelt Colvin through the years. So I think that they're really going to take their time uh, with Harvey and really see what he can do, maybe try him out in some different roles. But, you know, at, for his preseason debut, I thought it went well for him. How much does his versatility increase his chances of making the roster? I think it definitely increases the chances just because they do have some needs there at linebacker and at defensive end. So if he can play both, especially after Rob Ninkovich retired and, and they're looking for some new players in those roles there on the edge at linebacker, I think it definitely helps. I think also the fact that he was playing special teams a lot last night certainly helped him as well. The Patriots love their special teams guys. And if a guy can contribute on defense, and on special teams, and that just increases the chances of making the roster even more. Doug, we always hear about the Patriot way, right? Like a guy gets on the Patriots, <laughs> all of a sudden he's not telling you a ton. They're keeping it in-house, whatever. <laughs> Have you seen that with Harvey Longy or even Kyle Van Oy, the two BYU guys there? Uh, yes, absolutely. It happens <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> uh, it's especially the case with, with Harvey out there. Um, He's really trying to stick to the script. You know, what happens is that if these guys say too much, then Bill Belichick will specifically call them out in a meeting in the morning. So they don't want to be that guy that, that gets the wrath of Bill Belichick. So you can't really blame them. It makes my job a little bit more difficult. But uh, Kyle Van Noy, maybe, maybe he was saying a little bit too much when he came over from the Lions last year. He was talking about how, you know, he really liked the fact that he was going to get a chance to, to rush the passer with the Patriots and, uh, he said, you know, some things about his time in Detroit, but he's kind of uh, cooled that down a little bit this offseason now, and now he's he's more sticking to the script of the Patriot way. Tell, <laughs> tell me you didn't enjoy the fact that he was speaking a lot, though, as the beat reporter. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> he, you know, you would go up to him and ask him his thoughts on whatever, and you'd kind of get it, and, and that was uh, pretty refreshing there at the start, but... Yeah, like I said, uh, this offseason, it, it's been a little different so far. Patriots beat reporter for Nesson, Doug Kide, with us on BYU Sports Nation. What are you seeing from Kyle Van Noy as he enters Season 2 with the New England Patriots? Looks like he has a really good chance to start this season. And, uh, you know, like I said, they do have some question marks there at linebacker. And on the edge, Dante Hightower, once he's healthy, will be one of those starting linebackers. But I think Kyle Van Noy could be you know, the other starting linebacker. Now in the NFL, since there's so much sub packages, there's really only two starting linebackers in the defense. And Van Noy certainly has the versatility in the run game and the pass game, coverage, pass rush, to be that guy who's standing next to Dante Hightower 
Obviously, there's still a lot of time left in the summer, and he's got some competition there. Shane McClellan's on the defense, David Harris, Lennon Roberts, um, Harvey Longing's probably competing with as well. But, you know, it, it looks good for Van Noy right now, and the fact that he did not play in that preseason game last night is a great sign for him. Um, and I'm, I'm actually pretty curious to see how they use Kyle Van Noy this season, you know, whether he starts or not, because I think he's probably a better pass rusher than he is a coverage player. I think that if they threw him out there on the edge, he could probably get quite a few sacks. But last season, Bill Belichick really liked using him in coverage. So uh, another guy with a lot of versatility. And I think his game is actually pretty similar to Harvey Long. He's just from what I've seen. Man, always fun to watch because at BYU, he did just about whatever he wanted in spite of the coaching philosophy, yet he made a bunch of plays, so he was frustratingly awesome in that way. But I want to ask you this. Is there a Patriot way for the media to, and or how do you get Bill Belichick to answer a question that you ask without a, you know, just coach speak answer? <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. It's something that you kind of have to master over time. But, you know, I think at this point we kind of know, what questions he will answer, which questions he won't answer. And, you know, we're not going to just avoid the questions that he's not going to answer because we can't be afraid to ask the head coach of the football team questions about injuries or suspensions or things that he doesn't want to talk about. But, yeah, there, there's definitely a, a way to word things to get a, a better answer out of him than usual. But, you know, there's always those times that he hits you with, a, with an I don't know and you just kind of throw your hands up and, and realize that, you know, sometimes that's just going to happen with him. <laughs> I dare you to ask him to speak up next time you uh, ask him a question. Bill, sp- Bill speak up! <laughs> <laughs> Doug, it's great. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll try that. I don't know. I can't make any guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, it's great to talk to you, man. We appreciate the insight on Harvey Long and Kyle Van Noy. A lot of passionate BYU fans excited about the prospects of those guys with the New England Patriots. So uh, thanks for your time on a busy day. Absolutely, no problem. It's, uh, it's been fun to watch those guys so far. I'm excited to see what they can do in the 2017 season. Awesome. Thanks. Patriots beat reporter Doug Kite on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I thought that interview was really good. Uh, I would assess that as A++ as the head coach of the New that's, England Patriots. That's too loud. That's too loud. You know, we're just going to come out here. I wish I had, a, I wish I had like a... Like a sleeveless sweater hoodie right now. He's a mastermind. Say what you will about his mannerisms in front of the media. He is a football mastermind. Yeah, I just, you know, I just give it 110%. And I just, <laughs> uh, and, you know, Coming up, find out which honorary Cougar is near the top of the leaderboard at the PGA Championship Golf's final major. Can't wait to find out who it is. I'm very excited. I'm Dave McCann. Next Tuesday on After Further Review, reports from fall camp and the 2009 battle with Oklahoma. Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan explain the game Tuesday, August 15th, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Tanner Jacobson, BYU Football Safety, and Doug Kide, beat reporter for the New England Patriots, working for Nesson. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Those Cougadores scrimmaged at Lavelle Edwards Stadium yesterday. Head coach Kalani Stake said he was impressed with the way the defense responded to being criticized following last Saturday's scrimmage. Athlon Sports ranks the top linebacker units in all of college football. BYU coming in at number 14, Wisconsin at number 7, and LSU listed at 12. Portland State Cougars unlisted. in the NFL. Portland State unlisted. Notable performers last night from Cougars in the NFL. 
Packers running back Jamal Williams, four carries, 14 yards. Quarterback Taysom Hill, four for five, 69 yards. A TD late in the game. And a Lambeau leap to boot. Ravens defensive lineman Bronson Kafusi had two tackles and a sack. Robertson Daniel had one tackle at defensive back, and DeAndre Wesley saw some time on the offensive line. Patriots linebacker Harvey Long had four tackles in the start. Kyle Vanoy did not play, which is a good thing. Yeah, Kyle didn't play. That's a good thing. Jordan Leslie had two catches for nine yards for the Cleveland Browns. Kainakua had two tackles at safety. Mitch Matthews, who isn't a tight end, was targeted twice in the Miami Dolphins game. John Denny, Barber, also ta- saw a time at long snapper. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs take on the 49ers tonight, 9 Eastern. Algie Brown and his new team, the New York Jets, face the Tennessee Titans tomorrow night. And Michael Davis and the Chargers play Sunday against my Seahawks, while Ziggy Ansah and the Lions play the Colts that day as well. Soccer. The 8th-ranked BYU women's soccer team plays an exhibition match at 16th-ranked Oklahoma, 8 Eastern. You can listen to it live on BYU Radio. Greg Rebell and Paige Hunt Barker on the call. Cougars in the PGA. Honorary Cougar Tony Finau is tied for 11th place at 2-under after round 1 of the PGA Championship. Daniel Summerhays is tied for 86th at 5-over. The projected cut is 3-over. Both tee off this afternoon. Back to you. Cougars in the Major League. Taylor Cole on the 10-day disabled list after fracturing his toe in his Major League debut against the Yankees after being hit by a comeback. Whoa! Cougars in the minors. Gold Shaver, two for two with solo homer, two walks. He also stole a base. What? Why didn't he do that at BYU more often? And scored twice in Tri-City Valley Cats win over the Lowell Spinners. Jake- spinners like fidget spinners? I don't know. Jacob Hanneman, one for two with a run, walk, and a stolen base, and an Iowa Cubs win over the Sacramento River Cats. Also on the diamond, Brendan Lund, one for four with a run and walk, and the double-A Mobile Bay Bears win over the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Cougars in the CFL, eight. Cody Hoffman had two catches, 24 yards, and a 27-20 loss for the Ottawa Red Blacks versus the Edmonton Eskimos. Soccer. Ashley Hatch played 69 minutes in the North Carolina Courage win over FC Kansas City. Woo! Going on. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Happen. You need the most DexterLaw.com. All the Cougs in the NFL trying to make teams right now. Nicely done last night by a lot of BYU players in those exhibition games. Nicely done. What is your overreaction to all BYU football-related news from yesterday? Our elite tweet of the day from at JTracy2511. I was going to send a tweet, but even if it was the elite tweet, it wouldn't get read on air. Is that an overreaction? Hashtag yesterday's elite tweet. You got the you elite You got it today. Tweet. You did it. Woo! Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Kent Nance. We're back to work on Monday with more BYU football. 15 days away!